Hello everyone, this is Sam Stecker, Superintendent of East Butler Public Schools and your host for the NCSA radio podcast. NCSA is the Nebraska Council of School Administrators, your premier organization to increase your professional acumen and educational leadership in the great state of Nebraska. And I am joined this time by Rachel. Rachel, would you introduce yourself to us? Well, thank you, Sam. It's my pleasure to be here. I'm Rachel Wise, and I'm a retired educator. I have spent uh, most of my life in public education in Nebraska, uh, from kindergarten through graduate, postgraduate, and then I was a practitioner uh, in a variety of schools in northeast Nebraska and ended my career uh, in Omaha Public Schools as an administrator. And I think when we talked on the phone, you mentioned Logan View in there. Yes, Logan View is one of the places in northeast Nebraska that I was fortunate to have spent three years teaching. Uh, that was my last teaching position, and from there I transitioned into administrative positions at ESU 7 in Columbus and started my administrative pathway as an administrator in special education at ESU 7. Outstanding, and I had to mention Logan View because they let me spend some time there yes. and granted me with a high school diploma, uh, I, and I think they should have. I think I, think I earned it. I, I think we're all right. I was there before you were there. Yes. You might have been in grade school if you were born, so just a little different. Makes sense. Sounds age, good. But it was several years ago that I was at that fine, fine school district of awesome. Logan View. Sounds good. First question I like to ask everybody, tell me about your favorite teacher that you've ever had. You know, that's an interesting question. I'm, I'm going to tell two little stories here. One is going to be about my favorite teacher, and one is going to be about an administrator. Um, you know, my favorite teacher, from my perspective, was a teacher that I had in uh, high school, and that teacher um, taught a class that was about independent learning, in the sense that we were able to do lots of projects. It was very much a project-based learning. It was in the area of home ec back mm-hmm. in the day, and home ec was the first area I started teaching in, or today would be family and consumer sciences. And we were able to work in teams, small groups, collaborative. We did, uh, the project-based learning was based on a structured inquiry basis that I learned a lot about science, but I also learned different kinds of skills and activities and areas of interest that were important to me. And I think it really helped uh, my decision to move into education and to see that education could truly be individualized uh, and engaging. The other favorite memory I have is of an elementary principal. I went to uh, elementary school in Kearney, Nebraska. We can shout out lots of great Absolutely, I have, I have a Kearney affinity as well. Throughout Nebraska, but I was a uh, elementary student and we had a principal by the name of Miss Johns. And I remember a day a student ran away from school gone on a bike, took off, was upset, and watching her chase that student (laughs) down. And I will never forget her getting to that student, stopping that student, and working with that student to find out why he was upset, and not doing so in any fit of anger, but in really determination. And that's the first time I really thought about the important role that determination plays in administrators oh, that's so uh, cool. across the state. Absolutely. And it's still, it's, as a recovering elementary principal, it's good to hear that we've been chasing down kids trying to run away for a <laughs> long time, and it wasn't just me. Yes, it was happening a <laughs> long time ago. Good, so. good. Hey, our executive, uh, Mike Delaney, wanted us to have a conversation uh, having to do with evaluation and evaluation tools because we've got some 
great guidance and processes in place when it comes to teachers, when it comes to principals. But, you know, and recently I was talking with Mike, question is, well, what about the rest of us? What about the rest of us in those positions of educational leadership in Nebraska? Which it sounded like you and Mike kind of engaged in a conversation that led us, led us down a path. Why don't you tell us a little bit how this got started? Sure, it'd be my pleasure to. Yeah, Mike, reach out reach out to me, um, oh gosh, probably about two years ago, in um, helping him work through a process of creating the superintendent standards and evaluation process. And that conversation led out of a need for how do we look through this process and develop something that NCSA can really help their administrators, their superintendents, start to look at how they improve their practice and really about continuous improvement and that professional development uh, as a part of the process. And as a part of that, really looking at what that evaluation tool and process might look like. So um, I gathered information from across the state on policies and practices that school districts were using. I looked around at national research and processes and then gathered input from a variety of administrators on what should be those superintendent standards. So our first process was establishing uh, nine standards that would be the superintendent standards, and then uh, defining from that the indicators and evidence or artifact. That was an important part of the conversation. How do we look at evidence and artifacts that really demonstrate the meeting of the indicators and the standards? So that was our process to really develop this, this tool that helps to communicate the diverse and complex expectations of the role of the superintendent. Mm -hmm. What standards do is help to communicate, here is what the superintendent is doing. Here mm -hmm. is how it describes the role. Too often a person may develop a job description, and we looked at job descriptions across Nebraska and across the country, and the job descriptions um, don't always get to painting the complexity of the role of the superintendent. Oh, absolutely. I completely agree. So moving into that process of developing standards, indicators, and then what's the evidence and artifacts to look for really helped us to develop a tool that we believe will help uh, administrators in their own self-improvement process, uh, help guide local boards in understanding the expectations of performance. And so those were important elements around the development process and then creating an evaluation instrument that would complement those standards, indicators, and evidence. So that really was the focus of the process. Mm -hmm. We started with superintendents, and that was our primary goal. And then we had some ESU administrators that were involved in the process, mm -hmm. and they said, you know, we kind of <laughs> would like to have ESU administrator standards what about and indicators. Us? Yeah, Perfect. where do we fit in? And so we moved into a process then. Uh, and really, if you look through the, the different uh, standards indicators, you'll see some similarity. Where you see some differences is really when you start to look at the evidence and artifacts is mm -hmm. when you start to see some of the differences in the position. But the leadership positions between superintendent, ESU administrator have some similarities from mm -hmm. that perspective. So our second project was to develop the ESU administrator standards. Well, then, as you know... Um, Dr. Delaney uh, said, well, you know, we have some other administrators here that have uh, some areas of need. And, and so we started to look at the additional areas of administrators, um, the business administrator, the curriculum administrator, 
human resource administrator, professional development administrator, and special education administrator. And so again, we gathered input from some folks across the state. We looked at the template that we had put in place, and we uh, customized the template to meet the needs of those uh -huh. administrative positions as well. And we have those that are pretty much ready to roll out uh, as we speak. Oh, good deal. You know, this... This is really very interesting for me to hear and for me to talk about because I'm thinking back to my first evaluation as a superintendent. And I had a nine-member board, and boy, I had never been formally evaluated by nine people at once in my life. And I, I serve with a really good school board and really enjoyed working with all of them, all nine members at that point in time. But I remember going through my evaluation with my board president, and it was a favorable evaluation. For a first-year soup, I feel great about it. But there was, of course, points of growth on that. And I remember talking with my board president and saying, so what does improvement look like? What does, what's the measure for success with the things you're concerned about? And she went, I don't really know. And that isn't a knock on my board president nor my board, but probably more the process, probably more the tool and it sure sounds like we're headed in the right direction to resolve some of those things, and that's the kind of thing boards need help with. I think it's a, a combination. Boards need help, but I think so does the administrator. Absolutely. You know, the administrator needs to help determine what's the language. How do I have a conversation? So, for example, the first standard is around shared vision and strategic direction. Mm -hmm. How do I really help have that conversation about what the role of the superintendent is in working through leading and developing and working with the board in that process of the development of the shared vision and strategic direction. And so that conversation becomes an important part of all the work that's done in the school district. And so I think that by having the standards, you start to create um, a process where you have some of the shared language that uh, not just the board and the superintendent, but other constituents can start to understand. Mm -hmm. And so whether they be constituents within the community, internal within the school district, you can start to have that conversation about here's the role of the superintendent. And so that's where the element of the standards become very important in helping especially a new superintendent for for to certain. start to understand what did I get myself into <laughs> uh, and to think about how they start to operationalize the work with that leadership responsibility that they have as a superintendent. And that makes so much sense to me. So as we move forward, how do you see um, application and implementation of these evaluatory tools? What, what do you think that looks like? What's your next step? Well, there's a couple of things. Well, first of all, uh, the process really, uh, there's four sections within the document. There's the sections that are your introduction and your standards. And then you've got the section that's an evaluation tool and what that tool looks like. And those are designed, uh, the tool and the instrument are designed in a writable PDF so that, mm -hmm. you know, they're there if you want to use an electronic or digital version. And then there's a section on resources that gives some examples of policies and timelines. And then the resource section is kind of the to-be-developed in more depth. I think what we would envision is over time to start to be able to create a process in that resource section where administrators can put artifacts, uh, where they can give good examples. So if very you interesting. Have, if you have a really good example of a strategic plan, maybe that's something that, that we have 
the East Butler Strategic Plan posted, not for another school to just pick up the plan and use the plan, but to think about the plan or if it's the process, the description of the process that was used. And so those would be the things to build over time, again, all on NCSA website. So as the, the vision with NCSA around how they provide additional supports for membership it would be to provide some of those resources. So that would be kind of one of those next projects. Mm -hmm. How do we collect uh, some of the evidence and artifacts? So section three is a resource section. Mm -hmm. And then section four is just all the references and the uh, individuals who helped in the development process, as well as the references of, of resources from around the country that were used in the development process. I tell you what, Rachel, it almost sounds as though a former practicing educator who really understood what evaluation is supposed to look like, maybe even from a student level, had a hand in this. So Imagine that. Imagine and, that. And, and maybe it's a former uh, administrator who also <laughs> had some interesting experiences in her background I imagine around so. evaluation as well, or lack of in some cases. But boy, it is exciting to me to see... You know, just that word artifacts, we're, we're talking about expectations we would have as administrators of our teachers and how they evaluate their students. Mm -hmm. It's good practice. It's good practice. From top to bottom, it's good practice. It just Absolutely. makes sense to have that be part of it. Absolutely. That, is, that's, that sounds really cool to me. Um, as this moves forward, and, you know, I, in hearing about this, I'm more and more excited, but what's your vision for success? And how how would you, and I guess I'm kind of asking you to evaluate your evaluation tool, right. um, how do you know, what markers are you going to look for and say, yeah, people are using this effectively? Well, I think there's several things. I think, first of all, um, it's not just a matter of if it's being used as is. Mm -hmm. I think that if it's perceived and used as a resource, then it's meeting a need. Uh, it's designed in a way that you may need to customize and want to customize, and mm -hmm. that's okay. I think that's a part of the process. Part of the process is in that discussion with what do we see as mm -hmm. the expectations. In some of the different administrative positions, they're shared. Uh, a business administrator may also be the HR administrator. Of course. Um, you've got multiple different responsibilities. So in, in one district or in the ESU, it may be that you're creating a custom set of standards and expectations, indicators and evidence based on how you've really uh, defined or described or paired uh, positions. Uh, I believe that any successful program starts with a, a, a process that begins with that orientation and that first rollout. And that's where we are right now. This fall we'll be moving forward with uh, creating some uh, modules that will be rolled out in some digital format of orientation to help administrators have a little bit of a better and deeper understanding of, of the resources that are available through the NCSA standards and evaluation process. Uh, as that rolls out this fall and into early spring, I think then it will be a matter of what are some of the next steps? Hmm. How do we start to develop this resource base? I think a good example of success will be if the resource base gets developed and there are evidence and artifacts that administrators hmm. can come to and use. I think that that then shows that it's meeting a particular need. I think we've had uh, already some indicator of success by some school attorneys who have reached out to NCSA and said, you know, we want to be able to use this with some oh, of the good. schools we're working with. 
uh, I think that's an example of success. So, again, I think it will evolve. Mm -hmm, of course. Um, I would say that it will be effective if it starts to um, have a process where it is modified, changed, and updated over time. Anything that becomes a product that is just put up on a web, if it becomes stagnant, then I'm guessing it's not being used and used effectively. This isn't um, a three-ring binder thing that we put on the shelf and pull out once a no, year. No, absolutely not. Outstanding. Now, this has been a collaborative enterprise with NCSA, Correct. and I'd like you to talk a little bit as we move forward what is the role of NCSA in that continued evolution of this tool and its, its successful implementation? Well, I think uh, NCSA uh, really deserves the credit um, for, and, and Dr. Delaney and the team of thinking about how do we better meet the needs of administrators in Nebraska. And I think NCSA does a great job in, in meeting needs of administrators, but I think this is a value-added process. Um, I believe Dr. Delaney had received input and had conversation about how do we move in a process that really helps to provide this particular area of need for our, our membership. And so I think that that's an important piece is to really watch NCSA and their leadership in starting to expand on professional development and resources for its members. Um, I'm excited about you know, that opportunity and that prospect for membership. I think they do an outstanding job in communication in some of the conferences. I think this is starting in the podcasts <laughs> that are available. I think this is just another added resource uh, in the uh, value-added process that they have for membership. Well, yes, and we, we really want to help our membership be better at what they're already good at and increase the capacity of the leadership that we have. And I really see Absolutely. this as, boy, just an outstanding tool for self-reflection, for evaluation, so mm -hmm. that everybody can be on the same page about what does success look like? What what do these points of growth look like? So I'm excited to see this move forward. Any, where should people be watching for this as we move forward so that they understand what's going on? Keep an eye on the NCSA website. I think no different than going to the podcast, no different than to go to webinars that are out there. This is just going to be another resource that will be available uh, through the NCSA uh, website. And then certainly there'll be some information at some of the various administrative conferences throughout the year. Perfect. I will tell people to be watching on the website, and I'll be telling people, hey, go to those sessions when it gets rolled out at our various conferences. Rachel, thank you so much for being part of this today. Sam, thank you for time and the opportunity. I really appreciate it. That is no problem. And hey, everybody, if you think of somebody else that you'd love to hear on the podcast, don't be shy about dropping a line to myself or Mike because we would be glad to reach out to those people and share more great stories and more great tools and interventions that help you be better at what you do in educational leadership in Nebraska. So until next time, we'll listen to you then.